0: Welcome to Tirat Emecha Nach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Pamela Refka Simonson, and today we will be studying Divrihayambey's Perikhafhe chapter twenty five. The reign of Yoyash was one of uprightness before the death of his teacher, after which things took a turn, with Yoyash not preventing the officers of Yehuda from worshipping him. And disaster ensued. Perhaps the downfall came from a lack of internalization of Torah principles and not having a deeply embedded sense of his spiritual role in this world. Now we come to the reign of his son, Amatsyahu, whose mother was Yehoiadon from Yerushalayim, and he becomes king aged 25 and rules for 29 years in Yerushalayim. He does Hayashar Yashar Hashem. What's right in Hashem's eyes? Rachloibelev of Sholem, but not with a whole heart. In a similar narrative of these details in the book of Kings 2, chapter 14, it says that Amatsyahu did what was right in Hashem's eyes, but not like his forefather David. He did everything like his father Yoyash had done, which gives us some insight into it saying in Divrei HaYomim that he did what was right. With the caveat, but not with a whole heart, Malbim explains that he did what was right in terms of performing mitzvahs by learning from what his father did, not performing mitzvahs motivated by a love for Hashem, which is what it was like with David. His father, Yayash, also did what he should do because Yehoyada instructed him to, but he turned away from Hashem when Yehoyada died. Similarly, Amatsyahu is acting properly but seemingly without a deep-rooted connection to Torah values. Once his kingship becomes firm, I'm referring to Posuk 3, he kills his servants who assassinated his father, Yoyosh the king. But he doesn't take vengeance on their sons. He doesn't kill their sons, as it says in Posuk 4, because it says in the Torah that "...löy yomusu Avois al-bonim, uvonim löy yomusu al Avois fathers should not die because of their children i'm adding in the word there to the translation fathers should not die because of their children and children should not die because of their fathers because each man shall die for his sin so they shouldn't die for each other's sins only for their own sins the commentary minchas erev notes that he could actually have killed the family members based on practices regarding rebelling against a king, but Amatsyahu chooses not to do this. After the correct act of avenging his father's assassination, Amatsyahu counts 300,000 chosen men, aged 20 and over, who can go out to war holding a spear and shield, the army of Yehuda. This is small, So he hires also 100,000 warriors from Yisrael, the Northern Kingdom, for a payment of 100 talents of silver. Malbin points out that the size of the army in the days of Yehoshaphat was four times the size of this army, and it was double in the days of Asa. In Pesukim 7 to 8, a man of God, which Radak says was Amites, the father of the prophet Yeshaya, speaks to the king. He says, O oh, king, do not have the army of Yisroel come with you. Hashem Ephraim, Because Hashem is not with Yisroel, all the sons of Ephraim. The northern kingdom, the kingdom of the ten tribes, is referred to also by the name Ephraim because its first king, Yerovom was from the tribe of Ephraim, as Mitzurah David notes here. So the man of God tells him not to take the warriors from Yisroel with him. And continuing in his speech, using Mulbim's commentary to expand our understanding of what the man of God says to the king in Possock 8, he says, and if you, Amatsyahu, will say that you don't rely on success from HaShem, but rather on strength by way of nature, and therefore you need a large army, about that I will say to you, Ki imboi meaning if you want to come with your strength, you should make strategies and be strengthened with an abundant people, but it's of no help and no use. Hashem will make you stumble before the enemy because success comes by way of Hashem, not by way of nature, and Hashem will help those who trust Him But make fall those who rely on human strength. Because the power is with Hashem to help or to cause to stumble. Amatsyahu asks the man of God what would happen with the hundred talents he had already paid for the regiment from the Northern Kingdom, to which the man of God responds, Hashem is able to give you much more than this. To his credit, Amatsyahu separates off the regiment that came from the northern kingdom. He separates them off from the men of Yehudah for them to leave. And very angry, they leave. Mutsudas David attributes their anger to them, considering it a humiliation that they were not brought with. Amatsyahu becomes strong, which Malbim explains is because he listened to the words of Hashem. And he leads his people to the Valley of Salt and smites 10,000 people of Seir. Edomites, But what the people of Yehuda do next is immoral and unacceptable. They capture 10,000 people alive and bring them to the top of the cliff and throw them off so they split open. And for this they were punished, says Malbim, as manifests in Posuk 13, where the men from Ephraim that Amatsyahu had dismissed from the army spread out in the cities of Yehudah from Shimrain to Beis and smite 3,000 people of Yehuda and take a large amount of spoil. After returning from smiting the Edomites, Amatsyahu brings idols of the people of Seir and sets them up for himself as gods and prostrates himself before them and offers them incense. This kindles Hashem's anger against Amatsyahu. And Hashem sends a prophet who says to him, Pasuk 15, Why have you sought out the gods of the people, who did not save their people from your hand? Amatsyahu replies in Possuch 16, Did they make you advisor to the king? Chadal Desist, why should you be killed? Malbim explains that the prophet didn't say his words in the name of Hashem, but in the way of giving advice, so Amatziyahu got angry with him. The prophet desists and he says, I didn't say this from my heart, but I know through prophecy, ki ki azuis, that Hashem has determined to destroy you, because you did this, because of this sin. Therefore I said it to you as advice so that you do teshuva, you improve and return to Hashem. But you have not listened to my advice, to remove Hashem's anger from you. Continuing with Malbim on Posuk 17, the text now explains that Hashem put it in a whose heart, Hashem made him decide, to wage war with the king of the northern kingdom because of the massacre that the regiment of Ephraim had performed on the people of Yehuda. Hashem caused Amatsyahu to think to do this in order to bring about Amatsyahu's destruction. Amatsyahu sends a message to the king of the kingdom of Israel, who is called Yo'ash, and he invites him to fight as paradox interpretation. This Yo'ash, king of Yisrael, is the son of Yehoyachaz, who is the son of Jehu. So Amatziahu invites him to fight, and Yoyash responds to Amatziahu's invitation in Pesukim eighteen to nineteen, saying, "Hachoyach asher b'alavanin sholach el ha'erez asher b'alavanin lemar tana es bitocha livni leisho v'ta'avar chayas ha'sodeh asher b'alavanin v'thirmois es hachoyach." the thistle that was in the Levonion sent to the cedar that was in the Levonion, saying, give your daughter to my son as a wife. And the wild animal that was in the Levonion passed by and trampled the thistle. Matsuras David clarifies that the thistle metaphorically represents Amatsyahu, the cedar, Yoyosh, and that his people will trample those of Yehuda. He rejects the invitation to war. Based on Malbim's elaboration on Possock 19, Yoyash points out to Amatsyahu that Amatsyahu wants honour. And therefore, which Mitzurah Tzion says is an expression of elevation and arrogance. Continuing with Malbim, Yoyash is telling Amatsyahu that because he desires honour, he has the haughtiness to fight in order to attain honour to increase the honour of the house of Yehudah. But Yoyosh advises him stay at home, and then he will maintain his honour, that he smote Edoim. Whereas if he goes out to fight Yoyosh, then Amatsyahu and Yehuda will fall. Amatsyahu does not lessen Posak twenty, because Meha lema Beyod Ki Darshu I'm not translating literally it was from Hashem. He did not listen because it was from Hashem in order that they be defeated because they had sought out the gods of Edom. So battle ensues. Psyküm 21 to 24, with interpretation from Mitzvotas Dovid throughout, tell us that Yo'ash, the king of Yisrael, goes up and they fight face to face at Beit Shemesh, which belongs to Yehudah. Yehudah is defeated by Yisrael, and each man flees to his tent. Yoyosh, king of Yisrael, seizes Yahu, king of Yehudah, at Beit Shemesh, and he brings him to Yerushalayim, the city of his kingdom, which Malbim says is to his shame and disgrace. And Yoyash breaks the wall of Yerushalayim. The break starts from the gate called Sha'ar Ephraim and continues to the gate called Sha'ar HaPoeneh, which is a length of 400 amos cubits. And he takes all the gold and the silver and all the vessels found in the Beis HaMikdash, as well as holy treasures found in the house of Oveid Edoim, who was the person that was placed as the guardian of the Aron, the Ark, in the days of David HaMelech, and treasures remained in his house until this time. And he takes the treasures of the king's palace, and he takes the sons of the officers, sons who were held by the king as a pledge to ensure that their fathers don't rebel against the king. And the king of Yisrael taking all of these items and these sons of the officers, returns to Shimrain. The end of the perek details that Amatsyahu outlives Yoyash by 15 years. The rest of his matters, earlier and later ones, are recorded in the book of the kings of Yehuda and Yisrael. And it details that starting from the time that Amats Yahu turned away from Hashem, they conspire against him in Yerushalayim. So he flees to Lachish. But they send after him to Lachish and kill him there. They bring him on horses and bury him with his fathers in the city of Yehuda. Malbim explains the timeline somewhat. The priests of Hashem were conspiring against him from the time that he turned away from Hashem. And when the conspiracy erupted, Amatsyahu fled to Lachish. He found helpers there until the conspirators became stronger. The conspiracy erupted three years after the battle with Yoash, and Uzziah reigned in Yoyash's lifetime. And after 12 years, the conspirators became stronger and killed Yahush. It's striking to me that messages sent by Hashem have not always been heeded by our leaders. But I have no insight into the depth and complexity of the individuals in these roles. What I can take away with me, though, is a lesson to myself to listen harder and to recall more starkly before whom I stand. Thank you for studying together. Lillui Nishmas, Rose Foreman, Reisel Rochelbus ariel Leib and Rachel Zeitlin, Rochelbus Schleimer.